and they call it Sunday with Mac. I'm talking to Brendan Nelson, director of the War Memorial here. Brendan, we were looking and waiting for the kangaroos this morning. They didn't turn up. What happened? Well, look, when Lynn Berry, and I can see Lynn in the crowd here with Philip Johnson and Margaret Knight, when, they, when we were at the Chelsea Flower Show in London a couple of years ago and I said, hey, why don't we do this at the War Memorial in 2018, my biggest stress was kangaroos. So I'm thinking, how am I going to keep these kangaroos off these poppies? So we tried everything from dingo wee and all sorts of things. So I said in the end, look, we're going to have to spend the money, get human beings in, get guards in. and then Dingo I said, wee. I love it. Dingo yeah, wee. Yeah. Well, that's what the experts told me. And uh, it's hard to import, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, oh, so the- hard to collect. <laughs> yeah. Well... We'll put a call out to the listeners. But, uh, so anyway, then I said as an afterthought, I said, oh, well, well, let's get the guys with dogs. And I'm thinking Jack Russell's like the one over here. You know, ones that love anything with fur, they want to chase. Next thing, my staff come back, they say, oh, we've got these guards, they've got serious dogs. So these dogs have been turning up every night, and these are ones that go, you know, rottweilers and German shepherds, one's called Socks. And the, guy, the guys have been fantastic. They say, oh, Brendan, we're running a war here. There's 120 of them over the overlay. There's another. 200 over on the other side. They wait for the sprinklers to finish. That's why you haven't seen any kangaroos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> in the park. They love it all over Australia. There's a radio show that Australians all know. If you're rich or you ain't got a cracker. They tell stories so grand of this vast timeless land and they call it Sunday with Macca. They all call it Sunday with Macca. Yeah, they all call it Sunday with Macca. Get on with it, Macca. Oh, we had a lovely time at the War Memorial. This is from Paula. Welcome to Canberra, Macca. Thanks for coming. Thought I'd tell you about a poignant spot at the War Memorial that most people wander past. If you look down the meandering poppy path from where you are at Monash's statue, you'll see a bog-standard brown garden seat under a wide, shady tree on the right-hand side of the poppy path facing towards Lone Pine. This seat is known as the family seat. There's a plaque on the seat. It marks the waiting of family at home for their loved ones. You can just imagine, looking at it, surrounded by all those poppies, what the wait must have been like for all the families at home waiting for any news of their loved ones. Meanwhile, for another visualisation of the number of people who died in World War I, the aerial visuals of the tens of thousands of people who attended and attend Anzac Day ceremonies at the Australian War Memorial gives a mighty good idea of what it would look like if each poppy was an actual person. Have a good one, says Paula. Thank you, Paula. Uh, this uh, from Tracy. She says, My husband and I have recently returned after our pilgrimage to Belgium and France. You might find that the suggested piles of turnips... Oh, that's right. <laughs> our correspondent in Peron, I think, said there's a piles of turnips here. The suggested piles of turnips are actually piles of sugar beet. Great show from the War Memorial. We were there two weeks ago, and the poppy installation is a great tribute. And quickly from Lisa... You mentioned just now how everyone needs a coffee. I noticed in the photo images of the owner of Pellegrino's, Mr Malaspina, murdered on Friday two weeks ago, that he always held a glass of coffee in his hand, says Lisa from North Fremantle. Thank you, Lisa. 
And finally, quickly, could you please tell me how to sing this song, the song about Sh- oh, Chautauqua, and how I could get a copy of it, please? I heard it a few weeks ago in the program, and I enjoyed the song very much. Hoping to hear from you soon, Kathy. Kathy, it's just a little song we knocked up here. Um, I don't think it's available. We'll put it in our top ten for the year because it was a nice little song and turned a lot of heads. No, I, and there's no music for it. I mean, I've scribbled something out somewhere. But um, anyway, just keep listening, Kathy. We'll see what uh, happens. 1300 that's our number. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke to a lady called Annalise Cusack. She was in the park at ROB, uh, but this was in Toowoomba. Come and meet Annalise. Annalise Cusack, good morning. Good morning, Macca. I came up to see the flowers, but to see you for, for real. Last time I talked to Annalise, she was in... Black Tickle in Labrador, Canada. <laughs> what are you doing back in Australia? <laughs> I came back to check up on my mum and all my siblings. We're from a large family, so I've got five brothers and three sisters, I think, mm. and many, many nieces and nephews, so it's time to come back and do the big road trips to catch up with them all. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Annalise works in isolated places from Cook on the trans line and now she's in Black Tickle, which is in the middle of nowhere too, iced or snowed in, and you'll be looking forward to that. It'll be coming up for winter over there, won't it? That's correct, yes. I head back in November, so I'm heading back into the winter, which will be very nice when it's like 40-odd degrees here at home. Minus 40 there. That's right, yeah. Well, a little bit later, January, February, it'll be minus. It won't be in the low minuses just yet. Uh, And why do you continue? You must like that sort of lifestyle, do you? What is it about it, do you think, Annalise? Well, I did remote area nursing here in Australia, and I do. I I love the people, and I don't know, you, you still can do nursing in those places. You know, people are still people and not just numbers or beds or whatever. So you can still just have a cup of tea with them if that's all they need or you might have to give them some actual medical treatment. That's pretty important, I suppose, in a job, isn't it? I really never have nursed in hospitals except when I first finished my training, which is now many years ago. But um, as a remote area nurse in Australia or a northern nurse or regional nurse, whatever name you want to be given, you still have one-to-one contact with people and, and that's what I enjoy. I did nursing to nurse people, not to just be racing around like a blue-tailed fly, you know. Tell me about life there. For the rest of us, tell me about life in Black Tickle. It's a bit of an isolated, it's a bit of a run-down little community. It was a fishing place, like most of those um, mm. coastal towns in Labrador were fishing the cod. Back in 92, the cod moratorium um, in Canada because you know they'd fished out all the cod so a lot of people then really became destitute there was no other work so Black Tickle I believe you know had a population of about 3,000 and when I left you know earlier this year to come home for a few months you know we're down below 100 there isn't any work people do have to leave to do their summer jobs in some of the other fisheries you know life is hard that town you still have to go and get your water every day you're drinking water in your washing water there's no piped water into the town it can be very isolating because flights in during the winter and the ferry you can be snowed in or it can be a very lonely place for some people and especially the nurse if you're a single nurse you have to make your own life there being on call because it's a one nurse place you're on call all the time yes it's not busy but it can be busy and and that can be taxing when you're back here you come back here for a little while so that's nice to be able to live in two places isn't it it is very nice i'm i'm fortunate my mum's still alive so i come and hang out with her and she and i have put many many miles on my little car since i've been home (laughs) (laughs) so you know we've done the trip to longreach and windora and all the way back you know just for the scenic view i'm heading off to melbourne 
tomorrow to go camping with a fella that I've known for many, many years. You know, I've been to Cairns to see friends. I've been to Western Australia to see friends. So it's go, man, go when I come home. (laughs) (laughs) Go, man, go. Annalise, it's lovely to catch up with you. Give us a ring from Black Tickle when something happens. uh, I will, yeah. When the cod start running again (laughs) or something. When the cod start running again, yeah. No, I will. Um, I might end up being in another place for Christmas. Um, So far, they haven't told me exactly where I'm going, but I'll let you know and I'll call you from there. Good on you, Annalise. Yeah, thanks very much, Macca. G'day, this is Macca. Yeah, Macca, Zach speaking. How you going? Good, thanks, Zach. Mate, I'm just in between Ivanhoe and... And hey, at the moment, just going to give a mate a hand to set up some boxing for some concrete slabs and um, the trough pads, mate. And um, I just heard you say about Bart Cummings about, um, you know, watching horses and and getting to know what they're doing by watching them. And just, you're 100% right, mate. It goes with every every, um, animal, I think. And um, I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, you're 100% right about that, mate. yeah, no, I love your show, and um, she's pretty dry in uh, parts of Australia, as you know, and, and uh, mate, you don't know what the chances are of a bit of a rain out this way on Tuesday, do you? Monday, Tuesday? Um, well, I read that bit before Monday, Tuesday. I don't know what it says. Um, what's it say? Monday, Tuesday. Well, there's there's some weather about, as as you know, and these, it's stormy stuff, so, you know, you'll get... Two inches and your mate will get nothing. You know that's yeah. the sort of that's the sort of thing that's happening at the moment. But um, um, I'll I'll look at it again. But uh, it says New South Wales, South Australia. Mm, maybe maybe Wednesday. I don't know. Maybe mate. Maybe. And what yeah. are you, what are you doing this morning, Zach? You take. Oh, I was setting up some setting up some boxing for pour some concrete on Monday, mate. For some trough pads, sitting new pad uh, troughs on for sheep. Uh huh. And uh, just giving a mate a hand, mate. And um, yeah, no, that just uh, yeah, they're replacing some tanks and troughs and pipeline system. Yeah, and there's been a bit of rain out there, but patchy, oh, patchy. Yeah, patchy, mate. Like oh, where I am, still from you know responding pretty well from a few showers from that 16 flood. You know, in that flood country, still pretty good. But you know, you've only got to go 25 k's to the west and. She's uh, not a blade of grass on the ground, mate. I, I went to Tilpa oh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's all the way from pretty much Bullygore to Tilpa's the same, and there's a few patches that have had a good shower, but other than that, mate, she's real ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, It's. I just know from reading about Bart and listening to him talk that, you know, he said if you want to know what's uh, up with your horse, you better watch it and just sit and watch it. And He used to stand and watch the horse feeding in a little packet. He'd just watch it, you know, for... For a yeah. t- time on end, um, and it, I suppose it applies to everything, doesn't it? It does, mate. It does. Even, even I remember as a kid, I used to watch the old man on his bobcat, and I don't know. I reckon I'm pretty good on the machine these days, and I reckon it's from watching him as a kid. And um, you know, never be scared to have a go at something once you get a chance. Just hook in. Nice to talk to you, Zach. Um, Thanks, Macca. Um, and uh, we'll bump in here. So, where do you live? I just out of Bolingbroke, mate. About thirty-five k's out of Bolingbroke. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll have a good. To, yeah, I might give you a ring when it gets a bit close. We've got the Bolingbroke sheep races again this year. And when are they on? I think April, mate. I'm not quite sure. It's in a changeover of the middle period of the school holidays for Victoria and New South Wales. All right. Well, uh, if I don't talk to you, have a good Christmas. Uh, 
It's it's that time again, Zach. It's nearly good, it's nearly here. Good on you, Macca. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye. 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 Uh, good morning, Macca. Lovely to talk with you, and very special it is on a Sunday morning because it's your best in the newspaper. We know throughout Australia what's happening and where the next bale of hay is going. So thank you for that. That's now, why I did phone you was regarding the in America these terrible bushfires, and for once maybe we in Australia could do something for them. This is in this, this place is not so aptly named Paradise. My God, yes, yes isn't it terrible? Oh, shocking! And they oh, it's just dreadful for the poor things, and they're um, having a problem with Trump telling them they should have been more careful. Well, that's a horrible thing to say, really. When you're looking after your property, you don't know that the weather's going to change and the winds. So we've been through all of this in Victoria and in the Dandenongs, particularly so. Mm. So I'm just wondering how we could put some money together, as we did just recently for what they called the trolley man. Oh, who, right, um, something like that. So if anybody can think up an idea or one of the banks might like to put their foot forward, um, I'm just putting this suggestion mm. because well, they've been looking after us for years. Oh, well, the Yanks do, yeah, and that's that's. Uh, I'm not sure that they need money or whatever, but um, I'm sure they'll government to government they'd get in touch with us, and 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 it's a good idea. I think it's always nice to help your your fellow man wherever they are and woman wherever they yes. are. Um, I think yeah. I think what Trump was talking about uh, certainly was, uh, and it was the same in the, with the fires in Canberra. Remember the fires in Canberra yes. in two thousand and where yes, it got in, it got into the pine forest and just away yes. it went. And I think that's yes. what that's what ha- one of the things that's happened in uh, Paradise. What a unfortunate name for such a d- disastrous yes, fire, isn't it? Mm. Yes, I have bought fires here mm. in the Dandenongs, and I know how quickly they jump from tree to tree. Not just on the ground, but when they jump from pine to pine, it's uh, far worse. So that's why we we need to give them a bit of a hand for a change. Well, it's a great yeah. it's a great idea, Sandra, and thank you very much for that. I think um, somebody will have an idea of what to do. Um, Go fund me. I don't know. Um, international aid agencies, Red Cross, all that sort of stuff. I'm not sure what they need. Um, yeah, um, I think but, they need Blaze Aid. Yeah, they, they probably do need <laughs> Blaze Aid exactly. <laughs> and um, and they probably need some um, messages of support, I suppose, too. But they're probably yeah. getting lots of that. But um, anyway, a big it's, help. It's nice well, of you to think of it, Sandra, and to mention it thank too. You. And thank you, Macca, for being there every Sunday for us. It's a great help. Well, thank you. Good on you. <laughs> Take care. Yeah, Bye-bye. you too. Nice to talk to you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Good morning, Macca. My name is Joseph. Good day, Joseph. I'm calling from uh, Banff, a little place in the Central Islands of PNG. Uh-huh. What's the name of the place? Banff. B-A-N-Z. Banff. Oh, yeah, right. Yep. I've been listening in for the last six months on 101.9 FM every day, ABC Radio National. It's very nice to nice to talk to you, Joseph. What do you do there? Uh, I'm a retired accountant. A retired accountant. <laughs> yeah, I'm pushing. I'm pushing sixty. Uh huh. And how long have you, you you've lived there all your life? Obviously. Well, I'm actually living in my village, but I spent uh, most of my adult life living out of Lay, down by the 
coast in uh, Morobi province. Uh-huh. Well, it's lovely to talk to you. Uh, tell us about, uh, well, tell us about bands for a start, uh, Joseph. Um, it's a small place. Uh, we used to be in the one province with Mount Hagen, which is 50 k's west of here. Uh-huh. In the Western Islands, and uh, we've since been granted a new province uh, called Juwaka, effective from uh, July 2012. And Banj is a little commercial hub of our uh, relatively new province, if you like. And you've got the big conference there now, haven't you? We've got all the international leaders over in uh, uh, PNG, haven't you? Yeah, it's all happening in a place called Port Mosby. We live out in the sticks, if you like. So <laughs> we see very little of it, except we all rush for the two daily papers every day just to keep tabs on what's happening down there. But uh, I must uh, honestly tell you, we see very little up here. Yeah, well, is that good or not so good? Um, well, I don't know. I think we're, we're all hoping that in the aftermath of what happens, um, uh, this weekend and maybe Monday and Tuesday something might happen, but uh, we're all not very excited about it, you know, us living in the rural area. So it's all something we read and see on TV and uh, hear about it. So uh. tell me, tell me this, Joseph. How's how's Australia uh, perceived? Say, just in your village, what what do people think about Australia or, or Australians? I know they rug- love rugby league, um, but apart from that. Um, well, uh, I, I must honestly tell you, uh, cheap Chinese products have actually um, flooded our country. And um, I had an opportunity to work in the Caribbean as well, and I've seen that happen over there. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, like everyday people are struggling to survive. To give you an idea, like an evening meal will consist of about... Uh, a kina's worth of veggies and uh, three kina worth of uh, uh, t- uh, canned tuna, small 85 gram canned tuna, and uh, maybe a packet of rice. And uh, you know we're really struggling. And all this talk about uh, you know extractive industries, resources boom here in this country. Man, I can honestly tell you, petrol prices at the bouts are you know skyrocketing every other month. And uh, oh, well. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not a pessimist, but I'm just relaying to you what I experience every day here. Yeah, Joseph. So you used to work in. Uh, you used to practice your profession in in Lay, did you? Yeah. Before that, I served uh, my formative years with Price Waterhouse in Adelaide uh-huh. on one eighty six Greenhill, uh, 186 Greenhill Road. Yep. Parkside, and uh, went on to other places from there. But I've been relatively. A bit. I've had better opportunities than most of my cousins, if you like. Yes, and uh, yeah. Well, we hear a lot uh, about uh, PNG and what's going on, especially now because of the uh, the APEC. But um, yeah, living and working, uh, living and retiring, I suppose, in bands is uh, is a whole lot different. In some ways, it might be uh, it's good to be away from the maddening crowd, if you know what I mean. Well, I've been away for a good part of forty years, so I'm catching up with my folks, if you like. And uh, uh, Mac, while I'm with you, um, I've been, I I, I have got a good opportunity here to to, um, arrange for a pool of workers for the seasonal work program with your approved workers, farmers, Uh uh, employers, farmers. So if there's any angle you can uh, 
connect me, I'd really appreciate it. Well, we've we've got your number. I'm sure that because um, I suppose that they're all everybody's looking for work. It's nice to be able to earn money and to travel. I met a couple of blokes from PNG. I think um, a couple of years ago up Townsville way, and I think they were picking mangoes. I think they were from PNG. I'm not. Sh- I think so. But most of them being Melanesians that look like um, chaps from Vanuatu and the Solomon Islands, and uh, and uh, maybe a bit. A bit uh, similar to Fijians, but anyway, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really keen on uh, getting into this because I've been living in my village for a good part of eight years, and I'm getting to know people around here, particularly folks that are uh, involved with churches, as you know, yeah. members of a church group and that kind of thing. But anyway, sorry, I'm using this opportunity to push this. That, <laughs> that's that's all right, and you're looking for work for them. Um, yeah, I know I'm quite capable of facilitating to connect with um, um, approved employers down there, farmers. Well, we'll so, we'll do what we can. We get a lot of people listening here. They'll get in touch with us, and we'll put them in touch with you, Joseph. We we got a number for you. Yep. Yes, I think I gave it to your um, um, the lady that answered initially, and you and I spoke with your producer, I believe. All right. Yeah. Good on you, Joseph. Nice to talk to you. What's it like there in, uh, you got wet season there in Bands? Say that again, sorry. Is it wet season now up there where you are? Uh, we had a bit of a patch of uh, extended uh, dry, about say two, two, two and a bit weeks on end. And then when it rains, it really comes down in buckets. And then we don't see rain for maybe another, you know, 12, 13 days and it happens again. But yeah kind of intermittent, intermittent rain every now and then. But, yeah, so we did have a, had a, have a good downpour on Friday night. Well, that's nice to know, Joseph. Nice to know you're listening there, and it's uh, also nice that you uh, take the time and trouble to ring us, uh, Joseph. Uh, you keep in touch and we'll keep in touch, okay? Thank you very much. You keep up the good work, and thank you all. Thanks, mate. Bye. Thanks. Cheers. A bloke who's been, well, he's been in a place almost as isolated, I suppose, as bands. It's Kieran Kelly. He's my oh, guest this morning. How are you, mate? Good. I've been in New Guinea Highlands. Of course, everyone, and it'd probably be lots of people listening to your program who've done the Kokoda track. Yeah. And that goes up into the Highlands, and um, it's a wonderful place. It's cool. There's no mosquitoes. Uh, very different than, I think, what people would perceive if you say New Guinea Highlands to them. Mm. Lots of choirs. The the Papians love to sing, and you walk through little villages, and the kids are all singing. It's great. I love the islands. Oh yeah, I'm just amazed that he's listening there in his little village. He's a retired accountant, trained it with Price Waterhouse in In Adelaide, Adelaide. and then works in Lay, and now he's been back in his little village. But he wants to facilitate some some contact with farmers or farmers groups here that want some workers because he's trying to get them to do something. I'm just well, they're close to the land in the highlands. Every little village has its vegetable plot. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of them, are, you know, self-sufficient. So vegetables and and growing things, and and you inevitably end up with a chicken in your tent. You can't yeah. do the Kakoda track without a chicken coming yeah. to visit. Just you. move across a little bit so you can. So uh, you can't, you know, many many of the morning you wake up with a chicken wandering around in your tent. So they are close to the land up there, and I can understand why he's interested in agriculture. Uh, my guest is Kieran Kelly. Kieran, a um, couple of things. Look at the um, the housing market. Uh, dropped off what ten percent, I suppose. In probably at yeah. least ten percent in Sydney, and not quite so much in Melbourne. Um, it's a different uh, uh, environment now, isn't it? Uh, 
Uh, well, it is, but everything goes boom. Everything that goes boom goes bust, whether it's bitcoins or the share market or housing. People have to realise that uh, the price of things is determined by supply and demand, and when there's too much froth, you've got a boom. Mm. And there has never been a boom in history, and I can tell you this from 35 years in the securities industry, that isn't followed by a bust. Housing got to an irrational stage. Mm. Prompted by excess migration, I think, into into cities, particularly Sydney and Melbourne, that I think the government lost control of our migration numbers to some extent and the infrastructure, including housing, just couldn't keep up. I think interest rates in this country were probably kept too low for too long. That's and, what I've always thought too. I mean, I, yeah, I And banks' credit standards, like they always do in every housing boom, is partly attributable to a lax credit uh, standard in the banks where they lend people too much money and um, accept too much fraudulent information handing out the money, then they have to, to claw it back and, the whole, and then it turns it. It's, we, ha- we haven't got a bust at the moment. There's no way. I think Australian housing probably is still overvalued, but we have to do something about the way migration occurs because you've got a city like Launceston and it's very curious. It is one of the most beautiful cities you've ever been. They've preserved it very well. It's got a lot of the Victorian architecture still in place. And you can buy a beautiful, fully restored three-bedroom house on a nice block of land for $350,000. Now, a two-bedroom apartment in Manly that you... Yeah, that you can hardly swing a cat in. It'll probably cost you about $1.6 million. That's what I call a distortion. I'd call that a distortion in economic reality. It's because there's been too many people being squeezed into places like Sydney and Melbourne. The housing stock hasn't been able to keep up, and yet there's places. You could go to Dubbo. You could go to Orange. You can go to Launceston. And they're all great cities to live in. Beautiful cities, beautiful climate. Um, there has been such a failure of government policy and you've just got to step off a plane in Launceston to see the abject failure of our migration policy. It's ridiculous. Mm. And and I've just been to Canberra and every time I go to Canberra, all along Northbourne Avenue, high-rise, both sides of it just going up yeah. and up and up and up and new developments everywhere in Canberra. Canberra's a lovely city, make no mistake, that's where all the money gets spent. So it's a, it's a beautiful city, the people yeah. are nice, but... Um, I don't know, just seem untrammeled um, development. It is. Well, that's, that's fine. If you're a pure economist or you're a big business, that's great. But what economics can't really do and investment can't really calculate is what I call quality of life. Uh, quality of life is a very difficult thing to understand, but it took me nearly as long to get from Sydney Airport to my home in Manly as it did for me to fly from Sydney to Launceston. Now, but economists don't want to know about the quality of life because we can't measure it, mate. We can't measure it, so forget it. Don't uh, talk about those. In, well, it's in, the most important thing, really. Of course, in, I know. In economics. You, if, you if, can't measure it. So oh, if you can't yeah, measure well. it, we don't want to know about it. Yeah, we can't quantify it, mate. Don't forget it. Forget it. <laughs> Kieran's been my guest this morning. This morning, it's just this little half hour we've taken you to uh, Mount Hagen or near there to Bands. Uh, Sandra says that uh, we should be helping the people of paradise in America, which is a, a great thought. And of course, Kieran's taking you around Tasmania. Should we all go to Tassie? Should we? We, we? Can anyone do that walk? No, it's a fairly rugged walk. Uh, well, people over 60 would want to be a bit careful. They'd want to be a bit careful. You certainly would want to have done the training. You wouldn't want to be frightened of climbing up and down very steep rock slopes uh, or carrying an 18 to 20 kilo pack. If you can't carry a pack, 
you'd, you wouldn't want to do that walk. But I Next must... best thing is to listen to Kieran here, right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can do, kids. Uh, g'day, this is Macca. Oh, g'day, Macca. It's Richard from Otunga near Manila. Yeah, near Tamworth. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a good news story. <laughs> right. Good. We're drought affected up here and I'm a grazier. Mm. And uh, yesterday we got a call from a local produce merchant to say, come on in at two o'clock and collect a couple of free bales of hay. So a group of us went in we, and we did that. And um, it turned out that it was, we were met by the oh, eight, eight blokes from the Muslim community. And they'd come up from Sydney, uh, Rooty Hill, where their mosque is, and down in Canberra too. And they'd uh, raised funds and arranged to give this highway. And it was uh, a really good experience, I tell you. I bet it was. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that and lovely? I was yarning to one of them and he said, oh, look, our community's going through a bit of difficulty too with bad press and what have you. And uh, like your community's going through a dry spell, well, we're just wanting to show that, you know, we're thinking of you. And, and so uh, I guess it helps us think of them now. And it was a great experience, just thought I'd let you know. Well, Richard, you led Australia now, and that's why I love doing this program, because people like you just uh, think, oh, i better ring up and tell Macca about that, because you're not just telling me, you're telling everybody. And I, that's the most important message, um, all the messages you get, you know. It's the sublime and the ridiculous here on Sunday morning, you get all sorts of things about crows attacking people and stuff. But that's really, uh, it's a lovely thing, Richard, and, and, and I bet they were pleased to meet you, just as you were pleased to meet them. Well, yeah, my farm was on the way home from Manila. They were going back to Sydney, so they called in and we actually fed the hay out to the cattle. And that was a new new experience for them too. And uh, they saw what went on in the land and they said how grateful they were for the farmers who provide them with their food ultimately, I guess. And so... Uh, that was a good experience as well. Yeah, I'll say it's 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 all about you know. There's something I always said. You know, I I've got a couple little little kids and I want to take them out to the bush because I think it's just important, you know, to let everybody know that there's another part to Australia. It's not just you know, it's not just the cities, and most of us grow up in the cities. And um, but uh, as I uh, said to you, I think they would have enjoyed the experience of meeting you and going to a nice little town like Katunga and and saying good day. And there you go. It was. It was terrific. You really, you still really dry there, Rich? Oh yeah. Look, it has. Uh, we had a bit of a break, but it was only um, sort of. I think the the biggest fall was seventeen mils or something. But it, it freshened things up. And one of the worst things about the droughts, the dust, you know, and and so that helped lay the dust and a little bit of green pick to keep it away. Mm -hmm. But um, we haven't had rain for some time now at least 10 days since we've had even a sprinkle and um what's happening is that the the, the fresh growth is is beginning to wilt mm. and so we're back to feeding again all right rich keep up the good work you never know when there's a nice a load of hay around the corner do you <laughs> no well that's right <laughs> they, they said they'd come back so we'd welcome them good on you richard right oh, nice, Thanks, nice to talk merry christmas uh, Sunday. Uh, all right
You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.